I think you'd rather die than win a trip on a cruise like these. This world is a strange one. So this video is one story short, but the scares are still very much there. I've never personally been on a cruise, but maybe I'm just lucky. Things can happen when you're out there on the water away from civilization. The massive ship could sink. It could be raided by pirates or thieves, or of all things, it could be haunted. So you can grab that life jacket, but it probably won't do you any good. Enjoy these allegedly true cruise ship horror stories. But first, would you help me get verified on VidMe? I just need seven more followers. You can go to vid.me slash darknessprevails. Also, I would love to hear your creepiest stories about YouTubers. If you've got one, send it to me at deathbyfear.com. Plus, I'm happy to say that this intro music was designed by Mr. Black Pasta. Give that talented man a sub. Now, will you stay aboard with the murderer or will you jump into the cold, dark waters? Number one, my new creepy friend, submitted by Destiny. I'm 16 years old, five foot two and a little chubby. I've got brown hair, blue eyes, nothing special in any way, shape or form. At least that's what I think. Last November, my parents decided that we'd go on a cruise instead of staying at home with family. They wanted a break and I could understand that and what they meant by it, so it wasn't a big deal to me. The only concern I had about the entire ordeal was that I can't swim and I was afraid of a repeat of the Titanic. Still, we went, going with my dad's friend and his family too. Now, I hardly knew this man and his kids, but they were the only people I knew on the entire boat and it's a little hard for me to quickly make friends. So I was stuck with the son who was around my age. Let's call him John. My dad and John's dad bought multiple walkie talkies for all of us. That way it'd be easy and fun to contact each other since apparently our phones wouldn't be working out on the water. This will be important later. John and I were not similar at all. He was quiet all the time and I loved to joke around with people I knew, so it was quite awkward. This wasn't a problem for too long though, as there were age-based clubs all over the ship and we were both put into the clubs for teens, for those that were 14 to 17. On the first day, I awkwardly sat by John and we occasionally talked to another guy who happened to sit beside us. This didn't work for too long and soon John moved and was accepted into another group of people. And now I was on my own. I wasn't able to sit by myself, of course. Being alone is apparently not allowed. Our counselor, his name was Josh, noticed this, so he introduced me to a group of girls. Within five minutes, three of them became my friends. A few days later, I met a guy. He reminded me of someone back home I knew, and turns out this guy was also from where we lived. Small world, right? We got along rather well, and eventually I was hanging out with him a lot. One night, we were just walking around the ship, and we went to the top deck and sat on the balcony area. 
we had a clear view of the back of the ship and all the stars in the sky. At the time, it was very beautiful, but now, looking back on it, it's creepy. We got into the topic of foreign languages, and for some reason, he was trying to teach me things in Spanish, since at one point, I told him I knew a little bit. He said something in Spanish. I don't remember the exact line, but I knew the translation. Your eyes shine brighter than all the stars in the sky tonight. When he said the English version slowly to me, it was very creepy, but I didn't think nothing of it at the time, really. But I wish I had. Let it be known that I had indeed told him I have a boyfriend back home. Eventually, we left, and we were on our way back to my room when he dragged me the opposite way, towards the casino, and what I would learn was a karaoke bar. His family was there, and he started introducing me to everyone. I'm not sure exactly why. He did it in English and in Spanish, and I didn't understand everything that was being said, but it both confused and creeped me out even more. I was just tired. I wanted to go to bed. At this point, he's still talking to his mother, so I waited for a break in their conversation to tell him I was going back to my room. That break eventually came, and he all but walked away from his mom to join me on my way back. He was just too excited. I told him that I'll be fine walking back on my own. I mean, I knew the way by heart at this point. This didn't matter though, and he insisted on walking me back. I reluctantly let him. He was just too persistent. It's a huge boat anyway. He couldn't do anything, right? Too many people were around us. It was very late and people were either smashed, getting smashed, or knocked out in their rooms. So we were basically alone. This is when things began to go downhill. Despite the weather being in the 90s or above, I still wore a jacket, a very large jacket I had gotten from my boyfriend that went down to mid-thigh. It was from a very popular TV series, and I'd received a lot of compliments from other passengers about it. This guy didn't think so. He tugged at the end of my jacket, brushing my butt in the process. I bet you'd look really good without this troublesome jacket. I mean, you must be hot in that, right? Why don't you take it off? You know, show some skin. This freaked me out. I'd only known this guy for a little while, not even three days. I told him no, I wasn't hot, I was just fine, that I was keeping my jacket on. He practically scoffed at that and told me I should lighten up a bit and to just go with the flow. Now, this guy was a bit taller than me, maybe five foot six at the most. He definitely had at least 100 pounds on me and could easily overpower me if it came down to it, which is what I kept thinking about as he commented on how he bet my butt would look good in a tight bathing suit and how my skin must be soft and flawless. And at one point, I swear he said under his breath that he wondered how I tasted. We were in the hallway leading to my room and I was very much regretting agreeing to him walking me back. My radio went off and my dad was asking where I was as he was going back to the room with everyone else. Quickly, I pulled the walkie-talkie out of my pocket 
and told him how close I was to our room. I included the fact that a male friend was walking me back to the room, and my dad, being him, replied telling me that my male friend better be gone really fast. I turned to the creepy guy and told him what I knew he had just heard, so I bolted to my room, leaving him behind, almost slamming the door behind me. I would have loved for this to be the end and for everything to have stopped so that I could enjoy my vacation, to enjoy the rest of the cruise, but no, it never works like that, does it? Soon, while on the cruise, I got sick. I'm not really good with sudden heat changes like that. We went from a chilly November feeling to practically in the middle of July. I was stuck in bed often, and one night my parents wanted to go eat dinner at the fancy restaurant on the cruise. I didn't really care, but my eight-year-old brother did not want to go, so he stayed with sick old me. We spent a good bit of our time just watching Scooby-Doo reruns until he told me that he was now hungry, apparently. I got out of bed and ordered some room service meals for the both of us. At the time, I definitely was not hungry, but I got some food anyway. After all, my brother could have what I didn't eat. I used the walkie-talkie and updated my dad that we were about to eat. He didn't reply, so I assumed he didn't hear it, or he himself was eating, so I went back to our cartoons as we waited. Maybe five minutes later, there was a knock on our door. I thought it was far too early for our food to be done, but I grabbed a few dollars and went to the door. Lo and behold, it was the creepy dude from earlier on the cruise. He was smiling and holding up a walkie-talkie of his own. He then began to explain that everyone in our age club was missing me and wanted to know if I'd come back for the end of the cruise festivities. I never really got to reply, since my brother came to the door and interrupted our conversation. My blessing of a little brother bombarded him with so many questions and distracted him long enough that I could close our door. He was upset about that, but I got him to drop the subject somehow. I think I bribed him with some toys. Eventually, our actual food came, and I was not hungry after all of that. The rest of the vacation went well. I did miss the festivities due to being really sick after that encounter, but I enjoyed the beaches we visited. Even still, from a distance, I always saw him watching me. He'd have this very serious smile on his face. It's almost like he had something planned in those eyes. But I did have one more encounter with him in the very end. Everyone was waiting in the self-serve place of the dining area, waiting to get off the ship to go home. I'd gone to get juice and a piece of toast when I suddenly felt someone filling up my thigh from behind. Then I heard a whisper in my ear, a whisper that I recognized. You'd look really good without this. I'd do almost anything to just eat you up. The creepy dude was standing behind me, grinning from ear to ear, I was so shocked that I couldn't say anything as he walked away, waving at me. I don't know if he meant my actual thigh or if he meant my jacket that he seemed to have a problem with me wearing. It didn't matter though. I stumbled back to my table where my parents and brother were. When I sat down, my dad asked if that was one of my friends 
and all I could say was no. I don't think they saw exactly how he touched me, otherwise they'd all be pretty angry. Later on after we left the cruise, I finally learned how he got that walkie-talkie because one of my family members was missing theirs. I'd always assumed that he had just gotten his own. I mean, plenty of people aboard this ship had brought their own, and every so often we'd have someone stumble upon our frequency, but I should have known he'd do something like that. I never would have guessed that he lifted that walkie-talkie off of my family, just so he could listen in on what I said. I wish I could say that I told him off, that I felt some sort of, well, anything. But after all of that, I felt barely any red flags, anything towards this person, and he creeped on me and was so inappropriate that it made my skin crawl. I'm sure I left out a few details here and there, and this story may not even sound creepy to other people, but it was horrifying for me. I probably let him get away with too much, but I'm not a confrontational person. At the very least, though, I wish I had told somebody. Well, I guess I am now. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number two, attacked on a cruise ship. Submitted by Amanda. When I was 18, around 2006, my girlfriend and I decided to take a cruise to celebrate becoming adults. The type of cruise we chose to take had tons of alcohol and food, and of course, plenty of cute guys. One night, I couldn't sleep. My friend had passed out cold, and I, for the life of me, just couldn't drift off to sleep. I decided to go out to the deck and have a cigarette, and to take a walk, 
hopefully to tire myself out. I found some headphones and cigarettes and a lighter. Then I left the room quietly yet quickly. The halls on the cruise were deserted, which didn't surprise me as it was around three in the morning. So I put my headphones in and blasted my favorite band at the time, Mariana's Trench, and I walked down the hall toward the upper deck. All the while, I had this eerie feeling, so I turned to look behind me because I could have swore that someone was watching me. The hair on my neck stood up and I turned around quickly, but no one was there. I kind of laughed at myself and thought, okay, Mandy, get it together. It was dark and I was alone on a ship at the moment, so of course it could have been a bit of paranoia. I walked up to the deck that was also deserted, and so I found a spot on a bench closer to the front of the ship, and I sat down. I lit my cigarette and stared out into the ocean. As I smoked on my cancer stick for a few minutes, focusing on the reflection of the moon on the water, suddenly I felt someone sit down beside me. I was startled, to be honest. I looked over instinctively to see who was there. It was a man. He seemed to be about 40 years old, and he was sitting next to me. I didn't want to talk to this stranger, so I just looked back in the water, trying my best to mind my own business. Then suddenly, this guy yanked out one of my earbuds. I looked at him, surprised and annoyed, and said, what are you doing? He was staring into my eyes. Then he said to me in a low and creepy voice, you are pretty. My eyebrows went lopsided, and I replied, yeah, um, thank you. I don't think I'd ever felt so awkward. I continued, are you uh, here alone? He scooted a little bit closer and said, no. I was definitely beyond nervous at this point. Then he asked me a question. Are you with your boyfriend? He asked. I looked back at him and my gut told me to lie. So I said, yeah, he's sleeping. He gave me this wide, creepy grin that went to one side of his face. Pretty girl like you. If you were my girlfriend, I'd be making these waves rock. <laughs> he laughed at his own perverse joke, and I looked back at him horrified. My name's Muhammad, he told me. Inching closer once more, I was quickly running out of room between us. I didn't respond. Instead, I put my earbud back in, hoping that he'd get the hint, and then I continued to puff on my cigarette. Only a second later, he yanked out my earbud again, and this both scared and pissed me off. I stood up quickly. Do you like wine? He asked. I have wine in my room. You should join me for a glass. At this point, I was completely weirded out. No, I don't drink wine, and I don't know you. Please leave me alone. I told him sternly, so angry. <laughs> you need someone to clear that up for you. He said to me with a chuckle. I began to turn and walk away, trying to escape back to my room. 
but I got about only three steps away when he grabbed my left wrist and stopped me where I stood. Before I could say anything else, he pulled me over to him and held me in a huge hug, and I kid you not, I felt the bulge on his pants against my leg. You smell so good, he said in my ear. Violently, without holding back now, I pulled myself away from him while screaming, get away from me. I was able to get far enough away from the man that I could run quickly inside. A security guard must have heard me scream because as I reached the door to get back inside the ship, the guard stopped me. At this point, my face was covered in tears and I was terrified. He asked me if I was okay. I managed to choke out what had happened and he told me to stay inside as he rushed outside to deal with this psycho. A few minutes later, he came back inside. He told me that there was no man on the deck, that whoever it was may have gone back to his room. He had me fill out a report. He asked me to be as detailed as possible with my description of the attacker. And then finally, he escorted me back to my room. I cried the rest of the night. The next morning, I told my friend about what had happened and she made me agree to not go out on the deck alone and she didn't have to tell me twice. The rest of the cruise I was on edge, but I never saw this weirdo again. The bizarre thing was, is that there was no Muhammad listed on the ship and no man matching that description was ever found, at least according to the security officer who took my report he and a few of his co-workers tried to find this man as they didn't want him harassing any other women. They didn't know what he could be capable of. This scares me. I'm still disgusted because I can vividly remember how he smelled, how greasy he felt, and honestly, I hope he fell overboard and sank to the bottom of the ocean. Number three. Creepy Market Owner, submitted by Laura. I was on a cruise with my mom and two sisters. It went through some countries in Europe and one country in Africa, which is where this story takes place. All in all, it was a typical morning. Nothing strange had occurred to me yet, and the cruise was quite enjoyable. The cruise stopped at the second to last stop before we went back to Italy, which is where the trip started. So the ship docked in this country named Tunisia, and we went to this little town that was very beautiful. There were so many little shops. All of their vendors were very eager to sell us some stuff. My mom, being a people pleaser, ended up buying a couple of things that really weren't necessary, but they were nice little reminders of our trip. Now, I'm a very shy and socially awkward teenager, while my mom is fun and outgoing, so I never really talk to the vendors, let alone spend time away from my mom. After a while, my mom was taking too long in one store, and I really wanted to see what else there was, since our time there was almost over. So I'm alone walking, and a man comes up to me and says to me something along the lines of, a beautiful girl like me shouldn't be walking alone, 
and that I should see some necklaces he's selling, all while looking at me up and down. Me being socially awkward, I don't usually put up a fight with these kinds of things. Even still, I stood my ground, persistently telling him that I can't, declining his offer, saying that I have to leave soon, but this guy wouldn't budge. He kept insisting while pulling me into his store. He was pulling and holding onto me quite hard. I couldn't escape if I tried. While we were in the store, you'd expect him to stop in front of the merchandise, but he just kept going. We were getting closer and closer to what appeared to be the back of the store. Then he turned and looked back at me as we continued, saying word for word, there's more than just necklaces back here. Let me give you something to remember me by. At this, my eyes widened. There was no one else in the store with us at the time, and this whole place was covered in red flags. I felt desperate. I felt that I was in serious trouble. So I did the only thing I knew to do. I started screaming. I screamed my head off, calling out for my mom. I'd wanted to scream much earlier than that, but again, I hate creating a fuss so much, I just don't want to draw attention to myself. But at this point, I was freaked out, and I needed to get out of there. Luckily, my mom heard me screaming. She came in fast and pulled me away, putting me inside the bus we had come in, leaving that man in his shop archway with the most hateful expression on his face. This event had me really shaken up, so much so that I didn't speak the entire bus ride back, and it also ruined the rest of the cruise for me. My mom and I really never talk about this, and I don't feel comfortable enough to bring it up with her. While on the bus, I was thinking about it, and part of me wanted to say that I just overreacted. I mean, the worst I'd experienced before were creepy cat calls from older men, but this was the first time someone physically dragged me somewhere, the first time someone seemed to threaten me with God knows what. What was he going to do to me in the back of that store? And if it really was just necklaces back there, why would he word it like that? As we left that place, the bus driving away from all the vendors in the area, I never looked back, but I could still feel his eyes drilling a hole through the bus, basically puncturing my soul. Still to this day, I have a problem trusting people, and it's only made me hate conflict even more. This world is a big and scary place, covered mostly by water, as vast and deep as it is mysterious. It's almost baffling to see how fine people are to be stuck in the middle of thousands of miles of ocean, because if you didn't have those wood floors beneath your feet, you'd be neck deep in the water, the creatures below seconds away from chewing on your legs. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your YouTuber horror story soon at deathbyfear.com. Also, a huge thanks goes out to my newest patrons. They are Aaron Shea Boyd and Janelin Prude Bergeron. Thank you all so much for doing what you can to keep this channel alive. 
Enjoy those bonus episodes.